You're listening to Make It Happen, a podcast for curious, big-hearted, purpose-driven creatives. I'm your host, Jen Carrington, and this is episode 8.5. Welcome to the show everyone, I have another mini episode for you today. I want to dig into the topic of imposter syndrome because it's something I've been asked about a few times recently by listeners of the show and also just a topic that comes up a lot in both my own journey and my clients too. Imposter syndrome is basically when you feel like you're a fake or a fraud or an imposter, even in the face of achievement or proof that you are in fact not a fake or a fraud. For many creatives, it manifests as the fear that we're not good enough, that soon people will discover that we're not good enough, and a constant battle inside of ourselves that our work doesn't matter, we don't matter, and that we're completely faking it, even when we're doing amazing work and achieving things along the way. Here's the thing about imposter syndrome, it shows up for everyone in different ways and because of that there is just not a one-size-fits-all answer for how to deal with it. I've coached many of my clients through it and faced it in my own journey too and what I found is that it's rooted in something personal in each of us and it takes a whole lot of digging deep to really move forward if you're finding that it's holding you back in your journey so far. Today I want to share with you some ideas about how you may be able to tackle imposter syndrome if it's showing up in your own journey and just share some of the lessons that I've learned along the way personally too. One of the ways I've seen imposter syndrome show up for creatives is when you're afraid that you don't have permission to do the work that you want to do. I face this in my own journey. I remember when I started offering coaching services, I was so afraid that I did not have permission to do this, that I was too young, not smart enough, not experienced enough, not enough of an expert. And I had all the possible criticisms that could be sent my way playing over and over in my head. What I have learned is that the only person we need permission from is ourselves. And when we're offering services or products or experiences that are rooted in truth and in something that we truly believe can be of value, there is no need for us to fear that we are a fraud or a fake or an imposter. Retraining our mindsets to understand that the only person we need permission from to get started is ourselves can change everything. Too often we give the noise of others too much power in our lives and the decisions we make along the way. And here's something worth remembering too, everyone starts somewhere. To get to that place where you truly feel like you've honed your craft, whether you're a coach, designer, a maker, a writer or a photographer, you have to get started and learn and evolve and develop your skills along the way. This is why it's great to start small. For me, that looked like pricing really low when I first started out. Surround yourself with learning opportunities so you can grow more and more into your craft and track your progress along the way. As long as you're being honest in how you portray yourself, you have absolutely nothing to worry about. Just never forget to be your own permission giver in your work and your life. One of the other ways imposter syndrome can manifest is when you're afraid that you're bad at what you do. Maybe you've just sent over the final deliverables for a design client or shipped out this week's orders from your shop or like me and at a coaching call with a client. Maybe afterwards you beat yourself up that you should have done better, that your work just wasn't up to scratch, or that sooner or later everyone will discover that you just don't deserve to do the work you get paid to do. The first thing to remember here is that you're not alone. So many of the creatives battle with this. Then start to break down that negative belief that you're not good at your work. Is there proof of this? Or is this just a feeling and a fear within you? Look over past client feedback. Reread those words of happy past clients and customers. Remind yourself of work that you're proud of and skills and gifts and strengths that you have that you use in a wonderful and inspiring way within your work. 
We all have areas that we can improve within our work, but imposter syndrome doesn't usually show up to help us improve. It's there to self-sabotage and hold us back. You can fight it while still making space for growth and improvement in your journey. And my biggest advice is if you're struggling is to talk it out with someone, with a friend, your partner, a coach, or maybe a mastermind group. Give yourself space to really explore your fears out loud and surround yourself with people who will listen and support you with it along the way. Another way imposter syndrome can affect you is when you're afraid that you're showing off or bragging when you talk about your creative work and success. Like you're not worthy of them or like others will realise you didn't deserve what you've achieved along the way so far. I always think of this as making ourselves smaller so we don't affect the egos of others, which obviously comes from a kind place within us, but also a fearful place that it's not okay to play big in our lives and our work. Here's what I've realised in my own journey. Some people will not react to your success in a way that feels good. They may want to minimise it or mock it or question it or just straight up ignore it. And it's our job to not internalise their reaction and instead accept it as rooted in their own insecurities and nothing to do with us. We all know the difference between when we're just sharing who we are and what we do and then when we're intentionally showing off to elevate ourselves and minimise the success of others. And we all know that it's so much better to operate from the first place, not the second. My best advice if you struggle with this one is just to have a really quick elevator speech ready for when someone asks the question of what do you do or what have you been working on recently? I used to do this thing where I'd mumble and just say well I kind of work for myself and I kind of do this but you know I'm just starting out and and all I pretty much did was feed my own imposter syndrome in that moment. Or if I ever did try and share what I do, I'd feel absolutely mortified afterwards that I must have sounded like a complete idiot and show off. The more I've taken ownership of who I am and what I do, the more comfortable I am now just saying that I'm Jen, I'm a creative coach and this is how I help my clients. And then my happy place is just to turn the question around and ask them about them instead. But it's up to you to figure out what you feel most comfortable with. The last way that I've seen imposter syndrome show up for creatives is when you're afraid that your voice doesn't matter. This is especially true if you're sharing content online, whether that's through blog posts or videos or Instagram or podcasts and everything else in between. So much of the time we worry about whether or not what we have to say truly matters and is worth sharing in the first place. We worry that we have no right to talk about the things we want to talk about. We fear that it's all been said before, so what's the point in adding our own thoughts to the mix? And we worry that ideas just aren't useful or interesting or worthy of being shared. Where I think we hold ourselves back is by believing that our content has to be a capital U useful to matter. The fact is, if you have something within you that you want to share, then you should share the hell out of it. There are no rules for what is worthy and what is not. Something else worth remembering, especially if you do aim to be useful and share content of meaning, is that your truth and your story doesn't have to be someone else's truth and story to still matter and to still resonate and connect. At the end of the day, truth is truth and it will always have the power to move people. This goes back to giving yourself permission. Give yourself permission to use your voice, to share your ideas, to be okay with not being able to resonate with everyone and to ultimately prioritise your own joy and creativity whenever you want to show up and create and share online. And the more you do that, the more you can work through that fear that your voice doesn't matter. It's a muscle and it grows the more you use it. But my biggest advice to anyone listening who is struggling with imposter syndrome is this. Bear witness to your own life, your own success, your own growth and your own journey and don't rely on the validation and approval of others along the way. Celebrate your success, be comfortable with embracing your wins along the way in your journey and prioritise your voice above everyone else's. Develop a strategy for tackling imposter syndrome when it shows up. 
My personal tool is to question the lie that I tell myself when I say that I'm a fraud, a fake and unworthy. I break it down, I hold up the facts and I continue to give myself permission every step of the way. It isn't easy but you're not alone and one of the biggest things I've learned is that sometimes we have to just accept that we even have permission to succeed in the first place before we can truly move past the hold that imposter syndrome can have over us in our journey. As always, I'm rooting for you, and if you're struggling with imposter syndrome right now, I really hope this can be a jumping off point for you to discover how best you can tackle it along the way. And there we have it, today's mini episode. Thank you so much for listening, and as always, you can find all of the show notes and past episodes over at makeithappenpodcast.com. And I'd love to hear your thoughts on today's episode over on Twitter. You can find me at Jen underscore Carrington, and I'd love to connect with you there. Until next time, I hope you have a great week ahead.